I didn't see that one. At least that was recent. Mm. Oh, she is still obsessed about that one. It's gone. This there was one that had a very nice backdoor studio esque shed, like a huge yeah. shed. Great. That's nice. You are a fool. <laughs> but now we know it's just not black men. It's men of color. <laughs> if you're not cutting this out, just to clarify, Francis is a dog on my lap right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how much I'm actually going to cut out on this. I don't even know. But okay, well, first of all, before we get started with the proper interview, um, I always ask all my guests this question. What is your name and what do you do? My full name. My whole government name. Go ahead. Let's get the full government. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't have a middle name. So my whole name is Vila Chang. Chang is the English pronunciation for the Cambodian actual pronunciation of Chien. Two H's, silent E. So. Yeah. I did not know it was Chang. <laughs> it's Chang. Yeah. I the always... two H's threw you off? No, the E. The E? The E. Now it's Chien. Yeah, that's why that's yeah. how I've been pronouncing it this entire time. <laughs> well, you got it, you got it. <laughs> but you know, growing up, um, immigrants, family, and stuff, mm -hmm. and teachers try to pronounce my name as a kid. I was like, just say Chang; it's easier. See, but nowadays, it's like when I hear other immigrant folks or people from immigrant families, they make sure. I hear stories of people they say make sure to to tell the you know the Caucasians to pronounce your name right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do that. Um, I have, I at my job, my manager, mm -hmm. her name is, she always says, my name is Shiragi. She's, um, uh, she's not, I don't think she's Hindi, but she's Indian. Right. And I'm like, okay, how, how do you really pronounce your name? Because I don't like when people just, you know, mm -hmm. like I have another dude, his name is Shiroz. He's uh, Pakistani and Indian. Right. So her name is pronounced Shiragi. With the tongue, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And his is Shadows. But everyone's calls him Shah or Shiroz. I'm like, nah, man, nah. It's like if you call me Terrell, I'm like, nah, don't don't call me Terrell. Man, there's no double R in my name. It's a Y there's in no, there. Yeah, there's a Y <laughs> yeah. before the after the T. Yeah. So it's Tyrell. Terrell is a T E. <laughs> I have been called Terrell, Tyrone. Uh, Tyrone. Tyrone. Are they even looking at your name? <laughs> no. No. They just see I'm black and it was like, oh yeah, you have that kind of name. That's messed up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm always like very conscious on how I pronounce people's names because mm -hmm. I know how that feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when I got a Scott Irish last name. It's like what, Scottish? Scott Irish, yeah. Scott Irish. So it's Murda. I, I figured that. But I get Murdo. I've got Murdoch. <laughs> Do you ever play with the, um, the Irv Gotti murder ing? It's Murdoch. Everyone does that. When, when I was in um, <laughs> when I was in the uh, in the Air Force, um, my nickname was Mur It's Murda. Really? Yeah. That's kind of hot though. <laughs> it is. It was. It was better than when I was in JROTC and it, I was called uh, Murdick or Murcock. Why? Because my my um, ROTC instructor was my cousin. Oh. So, okay. yeah. Did he have a different last name? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was it was Dameron. So he, that's why he poked fun at you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because he used to poke fun at my mom. When they were in school together. <laughs> but, um, all right. So, you know, what, what do you do exactly? All right. Which one? 
Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I, I got it. let's see. <laughs> so by day, mostly I'm a video editor, videographer slash motion graphics artist slash 3D artist. Sometimes I guess that goes into motion graphics slash. Oh, what else? What else do I do? Some graphic design I picked up now. It's my work. Slash, um, if you ever need to, if you never need your content to be accessible for people with hard of hearing, hard of reading, stuff like that, I also do that. Uh, like PDFs, making it accessible for uh, screen readers. Okay. Stuff like that. Um, what else? And I, some weekends I do a podcast on my own. And sometimes I make websites too. That's my pastime. So you do all the things. I do a lot of stuff digitally. Who have you worked with? Like, who are some people you work with? All right. Name drop. Are we going down this yeah. path now? Let's, let's go ahead and name drop. Let's go ahead and name drop. So we doing like jobs or like clients? Um, let's do let's do clients. Okay. That seems to be. Yeah, let's do clients. So when I first started out freelancing, doing all this stuff, I was in college, so I didn't have a job yet. But people saw that I was doing these things on Facebook and stuff. People were like some local musicians. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard of a guy named Drano. Yes. Old school homie. One of the friends from way back when he used to work at Tower Records when I first met him. I was like 13 and he was like <laughs> in his 20s already. <laughs> Remember Tower Records? How long were you in Richmond for? So um, it's, it's weird. Uh, so I'm originally from Maryland. Yeah. Um, Spent my entire life up until I was like 16, 17 mm -hmm. in Maryland. But my mother's from Virginia. She's from a small place called the Northern Neck area, mm -hmm. um, Northumberland. So I would go here in Maryland. Half, yeah, in Maryland, yeah. half the time. It's like half time. So uh, I remember what I remember RIC. I remember <laughs> before it became RVA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> RIC. Yeah. When it was number five in the crimes in yeah. the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Scott's edition was still called the Diamond. <laughs> was it? Yes. Yes. Um, but Tower Records was at Willow Lawn way back when. That's when I met Drano. Okay. So he was our first, I guess, client that I did video work for. Mm -hmm. Did this like two or three music videos at the time. I think I did one recently last winter. Was it 2019? Last winter, January? What is time? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot we're in 2020 right now. All, <laughs> everything just happened so fast. But we did music. So the recent music video I did for him, it never came out. Because we went to his family's... I don't know if I should say this. Anything you say, you say off record and I'll bleep it out. Okay. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to dance around what I'm trying to say. We went to a property that we he had a connection to. To shoot a video there. Like a nice backdrop by the water. Very secluded. Nobody really goes there. It's not public known. Um, we shot a video there. And... You know, Drano and me were trying to promote the video before it actually came out. And I guess the people that lived there saw the promo stuff on Instagram and all that. He's like, man, he hit him up. He's like, hey, you cannot release this video. We don't want this kind of attention to our neighborhood. Or else oh. we'll send in a, a lawsuit. It's like, all right. Wow. Well, I guess it's not coming out. Because <laughs> wow. I'm not trying to deal with that drama. But yeah. So that's been in the pocket for a long time. I don't know if it ever come out or it would be like a bias album. You see the video on like a file or something. I yeah. don't know. But 
However, that's gonna happen. It's not out. Damn. <laughs> it's private on my Vimeo, but <laughs> <laughs> but only because I had to show Drano the status of the video. It was done. So, Jeez. Um, so Drano, yeah, he's one of my first clients doing video work. I did weddings here and there. And I'll tell you what, if anybody's doing freelance video work, you don't need to do weddings. Don't do weddings. No, <laughs> no. that's lucrative though. It is lucrative, <laughs> but you're going to hate yourself. Yeah. Personally, yeah. Yeah. personally, <laughs> I hate it because I'm, I'm doing Cambodian weddings, right? So it's like a three-day affair. I- I'm sorry, what? It's a three-day wedding. Are you... <laughs> All right, let me explain Cambodian when they see. <laughs> yes, yes, please. All right, so the Friday evening, at least in America, Friday evening, it's when the the monks, Buddhist monks, and the families and friends come to whoever's house, see the groom's house or the bride's house, family's house, and they do the whole prayer thing. The whole prayer thing lasts about two hours. And for people not familiar with Cambodian Buddhism, I don't know what the actual Buddhism is, but you're sitting on the floor with a presso leg formation. So it's not like Indian style, well, cross-legged style. Mm-hmm. It's more like one of your legs is like this and the other leg is bent backwards on the ground. So you're gonna, your knee's going to hurt after like two hours <laughs> or even 40 minutes at this. So I'm not, luckily I'm not sitting down, but I'm filming anyway. But still, what is it to film for two hours of a prayer? You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting there. I got a headache after a while. <laughs> That's night one. The whole family part, the actual monk ceremony. <laughs> that is Francis. Francis is <laughs> snoring if you hear. Um, okay, night two, the day part, it's when she's good, she's good. Yeah, she's good. Night two is when um they reenact some type of play thing. So in the morning, <laughs> all the neighbors are asleep still, like nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> You see uh, the groom's party, groom's family, friends. There's also drummers and like whole bands following them. Like, you know, drums attached to the bodies and stuff. Jesus. And singing and dancing and banging on the drums. So they come from down the street. What this is supposed to replicate is that the groom and the family and all of them friends is going to go to the bride's house, knock on the bride's door. And I think the parent or the bride's friends open the door. And they did the whole act like, what are you doing here? What do you want? Do? What do you want? It's like, oh, and the guy, the groom, supposed to um, uh, ask permission to marry the daughter, the whatever. Yeah. And they, it's fun. Like, give us a good reason, yada yada. Eventually, they come back in the, in the house, and then they do the whole. I think that's it for the day part. Hold on, I'm trying to think. Yeah, they do all that for the house. The whole act, and then they get dressed. Oh, and they uh, go into the bedroom to what you call it, um, commensurate. Oh, quote unquote. They don't really do it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> In their marriage and all that stuff. <laughs> no, they <laughs> maybe in the old country. <laughs> not, not when the family's downstairs. <laughs> Not when the family's outside. They just go and take a nap and get dressed for the evening part mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know what it is. And then while the family and friends is all downstairs, we all have eat a big lunch that all the aunties and stuff cook. And in the evening, it's the reception. 
That's why everybody gets drunk. Hennessy bottles on every table. Probably two Hennessy bottles on every table. Oh. If you've never been to a Cambodian wedding, about 400 people or 500 people show up just for the reception. Like, people you don't even see at the whole actual ceremony part. They just come for the party and dance. Um, Why does it sound like a black cookout already? <laughs> I mean, there's connections to cultures, man. I'm telling you. So, um, yeah, so we rent out a big space. I think lately they've been doing that Indian venue and Bonaire. Okay, I know I what you're know, talking about. I don't know what it's called, but they rent that space out, you know, lay out a bunch of tables. Mm-hmm. There's a Cambodian band on stage to play appropriated American music. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds nothing like LFOs, whatever. I don't know. Oh, wow. Not LFO. Um, LF, LMFAO. Yeah, whatever that thing is. Yeah. Party um, rocker or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. They repurpose it. Anyway, <laughs> probably about like 20, more than 20 tables in that space. I don't know. But every table has a bunch of Coronas, Heineken's, multiple bottles of Hennessy each table. Dancing, eating, catered Chinese food. And like, one of the main things is um, the bride, the bridal party. I think that's the right word. Yeah. They go around each table and the, everybody, every family or whatever, or whatever group donates money to them. So, but they make it fun. So every time the party goes around the table, sometimes they have to reach for it. Sometimes the groom has to lift the bride up in there, just to reach for the envelope with the money in it and all that uh, stuff. Okay. Most of the time, you also have to take shots. For every table. <laughs> so Hennessy, I'm sure people knows what that is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my brother, we did that for his wedding. He got drunk. He couldn't make it. He barely, <laughs> he barely made it to the last table. From what I remember. And after that, he was he was done. <laughs> he couldn't find him at the end of the wow. reception. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a bunch of money is given out. Um, that's why we invite up all those people. You know, a lot of money but it's also like if they invite you to their child's wedding you got to show up and give money to the same amount so it kind of balances out okay because, all right so it's not it's not like it's not like uh it's like you don't want them to think you're cheap like i gave them i gave their son a hundred dollars they only gave my son 20 dollars. they don't want any of that kind of static so you just got to give them the same amount so they keep record of who gave what <laughs> so wow <laughs> yeah yeah Anyway, don't do weddings because I'm on my feet the entire time. Back to the conversation of what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the entire night. So that reception is probably 8 to one, eight p.m. to 1 a.m. I'm on my feet trying to document all the good stuff, like the dancing and the whole money part. And it's too much, man. I needed like Tylenol. <laughs> also, another tip, if you're doing weddings, pack Tylenol or aspirin. Jeez. Yeah. So it's like that. Um... Yeah, don't do weddings. What else would I do? Um, I've had a, cli- a recent client last year, probably a year and a half now. One of my homies, he's a project manager for a, like, a, you know those trade shows when you go to conventions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like Compass Con and stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they have these, like, high-tech booths and screens and lights and all this stuff. So he does stuff like that. And their clientele is Nike, Gatorade. Muscle milk, Ferrero chocolate. I did. Who else? I was supposed to do one from South by Southwest, but the COVID happened and that got shut down. But yeah, I, I do motion graphics for those brands. Okay. Because you, you might have saw them on my website. 
Pepsi too. Pepsi is another one. Yeah. I kind of spied it. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did those animations for like those big name brands. So it was good on my resume. Um, what other clients that I have freelance wise? I'm, I'm a freelance for a printing agency right now. I've been doing that for six years. All I do literally is copy and paste obituaries onto plaques, like on, on Photoshop. Yeah. And just send it off and that's it. Super easy money. Wow. I never re- take the time to read any of them. <laughs> it is a lot to read because I, I have a lot of files to go through. Yeah. But I don't want to feel sad. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Um, another freelance client now is my old job that I used to work for as a marketing agency, now called Cure. Shout out to y'all. Uh, yeah, I do video work for them, some animation, and if they need help on websites. I do that too. And right, my current full time job. Jeez. <laughs> my current full time job is I work in education. I don't know if I should say where. Yeah, yeah, we will. You can say it. I'll bleep it out. Uh, I work for. There we go. Yeah, um, that's where I picked up how to make things accessible media. Mm-hmm. Like videos that you had to use captions, you got to add descriptive audio if needed. Websites need to be accessible. PDFs need to be expe- accessible when I design them. Um, I use all the Adobe software because they, they're all accessibly friendly with mm-hmm. their features now. Um, yeah, they, that's it. Do they give you the, the suite like for Yeah, they free? provide it for me. <sighs> but it's limited. I, I don't have access to Typekit. Really? Um, I don't have access to the stock photos, the Adobe stock photos, or they're now released Adobe, the music library. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have access to any of it. It's just the program itself. Huh. Luckily, I still have my own account, which I could write off because I freelance. So, yeah. I will say it's like, yeah, if you needed that, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got I got the entire suite. That's $60 a month. I pay for it, Ooh. man. I write it off every year. I need to start doing that. Yeah, man. But I got to get LLC first. No, you don't. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, are you using it to freelance? Like to, are they giving you 1099s or something? No, no. no. This is just for my, this is just for Personal. Nerd Black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So yeah, I need to be, I need to gotcha. see it first. Yeah. Um, when I, when I first got my 1099s, when I started freelancing like officially with clients, like, mm-hmm. oh, what is this thing? How do I file this? So, okay, I got to, I could write off a lot of stuff. My first year of freelance, I didn't make that much, but I did buy a lot of stuff. And I wrote off a lot of shit. <laughs> Can I curse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wrote off is... a lot of shit. I, you would think I was Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I am always here for the Trump slander. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, it's not slander. It's true, though. Yeah, it's true. It's not yeah. slander. It's, yeah. Slander is spoken. Libel's written. Okay. Yes. Sorry, and slander is usually things that are untrue. Right. So, yeah, it's not slander. It's not. It's fact. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you can't come for us. I know, right? <laughs> It'd be defamation. No, no. Defamation of character? It could be. They, they could They could say that, but... But as Trump once said, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, you can't, and you can't get us for just repeating what the New York Times put out. I know, right? <laughs> It's fake news. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right. So we'll, let's get into 
basically your background now. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your, your origin, your origin story, basically, like how I got into all this. It, let's start off from the beginning, okay. like all the way to the beginning. Newborn okay. baby Vila. <laughs> Shout out my mom in 1990 <laughs> in Rico Hospital. It was a cold, no summer. It was a hot oh. summer, humid summer. <laughs> It was a hot, humid summer. That was June, when the heat wave was, though. June 29th, 1990. Uh, 30 years old now. It's been 30 years. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let me fast forward. <laughs> All right. So, gosh, how do I start? So, as a kid, I was always drawing um, cartoons. Mm-hmm. I've replicated stuff that I watched on TV. Like, remember Ronin Warriors? Daiochi and... Kento Hard, yeah, Kento Hard Rock, and yeah, I remember Sage that. of the Halo. Halo. Whatever that meant, I don't know what I, that meant. No one knows what that meant, <laughs> but it was bad translations. But it was an awesome cartoon. At it the was time. the armor and all that stuff. It was like Power Rangers, but anime form. Yeah, well, vice versa. Um, so I started drawing that stuff, like drawing armors and Power Rangers too, and stuff like that. So I was always drawing into the art stuff. Um, as far as going into the multimedia space. I didn't realize it at the time, mm-hmm. but late 90s, early 2000s, that's when the webcams came out. Like yeah. snapshots, I don't know what you call it. Connected to the big, the square USB. Oh, yeah. USB 1. Oh, My brother had one. Days. And um, there was a software, you know, take snapshots and stuff like that. I took my Dragon Ball Z toys and I made an animation, like a stop motion animation out of it. I didn't realize what I was doing. Like, I didn't realize that was called stop motion animation. I just wanted my Dragon Ball Z toys to move and make a movie out of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I had like Vegeta and I think I had a Super Saiyan Goku toy. They were fighting. And I had him do a spirit. I had Goku do a spirit bomb. So I used like a, um, you know, when you buy a, pl- a pack of blank CDs and it has that clear, that clear cover yeah. on top. I used that as a spirit bomb. I tied it to a string or taped it to a string. <laughs> every stop, every uh, snapshot, I gradually moved it to Vegeta. <laughs> oh, wow. So at the time, I didn't know that what I was doing that was animation. I just, you know, like I said, I just wanted to watch my character, my toys fight. Yeah. Um. From there, there was a sh- also a show called Movie Magic. I forgot what channel it came on. Maybe TLC went behind the scenes of how to make Hollywood's at the time greatest movies. One of one of them in particular was Jurassic Park, showing all the animatronics and all that stuff. And I was always intrigued by that, but I didn't think of it as like, oh, I could get into this as a job or whatever. I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to make this too. Um, and then growing up again, like middle school, yeah, I didn't had I had no goals then. <laughs> so middle school, yeah, middle school. <laughs> the most awkward time of my life. Um, <laughs> even in, going into high school too, I didn't know what I wanted to do in, in high school, graduating and stuff. Um, initially, I thought of just going to ECPI and just do computer science because computer is a big thing then. Yeah. I mean, it still is now, but I didn't think of going into the creative field. Um, one day I talked to my counselor. She was like, why don't you just go into the art field? Yeah, you take an art all throughout middle school until now. Why not do art? I didn't even think about doing art. Even though I did take art my entire life. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I applied to VCR school then, I guess. You know, I got my portfolio ready within like a few days. Really BS portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's funny too because my friend she wanted to go to VCU art school well I'm a friend in high school and she didn't get in and I felt bad because like I got in I didn't even try to get in wow that felt terrible we'll cut that part out ah, that's fine leave it in <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it is what it is, right? Like, it is. Yeah, it's not my fault. I yeah, don't know what they true. saw in mine portfolio versus hers. I mean, I did win in a, a first place award in high school for the, for the state, the PTSA Reflections Contest. I think it was called for some painting I did called "Give Life." Basically, what it was, it was a tree with no leaves with uh, roots coming down from the bottom. You can see the roots, like imagine Timberland roots. And then, but the top of the tree with the leaves or the branches were, it was a form of a heart kind of. Mm -hmm. So it was very uh, obscure. Um, And that was it. That was called Give Life. And that won the region level. And then I forgot the other one. And then it went to the state. I had three ribbons somewhere in the house still. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that helped me get in too, but I don't know. But um, I had to. I got into, I got accepted to VCU, but I was on the waiting list. So I got lucky when the spot opened up for me. Went to VCU, first year, AFO. If anybody knows, AFO was terrible for everybody. <laughs> it's really like boot camp for art school. Like really? You have to go through all the disciplines, kind of, you call it. Like, there's media art, there's traditional painting, there's illustration, there's sculpture, clay, woodwork. You have to do all that for the first year. I don't know why. I guess it's to filter out who's who really got what it takes to handle art school and mm -hmm. all the critiques and all that stuff. Um, but also it helps you figure out what discipline you're into. Even then, I had no idea what discipline I wanted to get into. I was just there because I'm I'm the first of my family. I'm the baby of the family. I'm the first one in my family to go to university and stuck with it and graduated. Oh wow! So I had nobody to school me on how college works. Um, so my first year, I, I did bad my first year. I was on academic warning, not probation, academic warning. <laughs> so you just skipped right over to that. Damn. Yeah. Um, first year academic warning. Cause I, nobody told me that a critique was worth a test grade. <laughs> nobody told me that. <laughs> like there was, it's on a syllabus, but nobody schooled me like, oh no, each test is your like, it's like your the main weight yeah. of the of the class, and I thought there was homework that'll help me out. You know, none of that stuff. Nobody <laughs> schooled me, man. I, was, I learned all on my own. Um, we had one class. I had a teacher. I had did not like her at all. I just skipped her class. I think that's why that's part of why I failed too. <laughs> but I made it up. I uh, took a year off after the AFO year. Um, is it the same teacher that Chris was talking about in that one? post that he that he put in i don't think so okay chris vision yeah teacher i don't think so okay he was an illustrator um i'm a this teacher was a media like the stuff i'm doing now yeah <laughs> she was that, teaching that stuff but i didn't like her that's probably why i didn't figure out why or what i wanted to do then because again thinking back at it now talking through this it really does depend on the teacher you have or the teacher's to help guide you what you want to do. Because if you have a bad teacher, you never know that it's something you could have gone into, but yeah. the teacher was so bad, it just left a bad taste in your mouth. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. I, stuff like that, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, took your off from VCU. 
that was also the same year that summer my dad had a stroke it's like oh i had to i gotta work like i gotta get a full-time job yeah help the family out help the house out pay the bills or help at least help pay the bills um so in hindsight now i guess it was meant to be meant to be to have that year off because if i was still in school then it would kind of be in like a little funk of not having more money coming in you know true I mean? true so my dad got better he's fine he changed his diet up he's off his meds now um that's good yeah that's real good but i was gonna say so that following fall semester i had to make another portfolio to figure out which department I wanted to get into. So if anybody listening, the way VCR school works, you take AFO, you do all these disciplines, but you're not declared a specific discipline yet, like graphic design or illustration. I had to pick three disciplines I wanted to get into for a portfolio review. And if I get accepted to any one of them, I have to choose which one to pick. I submitted my portfolio for the kinetic imaging, which is like multimedia. Um, illustration and graphic design. Excuse me. I got into kinetic imaging. I got declined for the other two. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't have a strong design background then, or my and my drawing skills sucked. I admit that. But I mean, with, but they were good enough to win like statewide contests and stuff. Not for VCU standards, man. <sighs> it's like, it's like, yo, you're good at college basketball, but you suck in the NBA. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> it's like that. I'm not saying VCU art is NBA, but <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, got into KI, kinetic imaging, and that's where I started like getting into animation, videos, audio, stuff like that. Not motion graphics yet. Um. Yeah. So I bought like a a new camera just for KI. At the time, it was a JVC GYH1? Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was hot shit because I had a 1080p <laughs> camera. Oh. 1080p camera in 2009 or 10. One of them. <laughs> that was big back then. It was. Um, making like short clips for or short videos for school, critiques like that. That's how I got into all what I'm doing now. Motion graphics, I got into my senior year in KI teacher his name was joseph ryan shout out to him i don't know if he's listening probably not um <laughs> i don't know where he is now to be honest anyway he got i took one semester class with him he taught motion graphics uh i learned after effects basically and then from there that planted the seed of the stuff that i'm doing now like 3d work and more integrating graphics into videos stuff like that so yeah that planted the seed i just and from there i Everything blossomed after I learned motion graphics. Okay. So I learned how to do Cinema 4D, how to use that into video. And eventually I got an internship, which is now the defunct Media General on Franklin. I don't remember that one. No, no not that one. Across from uh, Richmond Times. That oh, building. That okay. used to be Media General and they got bought out. Um, that, that, that's my background of how I got into the stuff I'm doing now. I guess we're going to go into work now <laughs> again. <laughs> Man. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go. All right. All right. <laughs> How long is this show usually? Uh, it's usually like 45 minutes to an hour. Okay, where are we at now? <laughs> uh, 
We got time. Okay. We got time. All right. All right. So senior year, my resume, my portfolio now for the real world is getting, you know, pretty getting pretty good, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. Made a demo reel and all that stuff. So I submitted my reel to Media General for an internship that spring, my final spring semester. Got it. Worked in news in the evening for like two hours, three hours a day. Eventually that led to a freelance job that led to a full-time job. 2013. Yeah. And I hated that job. <laughs> I hated it. Wow. The internship was fine. Like I yeah. didn't, it was, you know, it was the lighter version of the actual workload. Because when I actually did the freelance work and then the full-time job, I was like, damn, this, this place, I realized this place sucks. It was not meant for me. Okay. That's why I say it sucks. I mean, for everybody else that worked there, more power to you. I respect y'all for doing that stuff because I'm not built for that kind of atmosphere. Because in news cycle, everything's fast. Yeah. Right? Oh, you hear my fingers. <laughs> um, I remember right, we did the Boston bombing. We covered that. The graphics that day, that week actually was the worst shit ever. You had to pump out graphics within five minutes. What? After Effects. Because new updates kept happening. Kept happening, yeah. And like, we were watching the news, CNN was on the TV that's in the designer lobby, whatever you call it. Keep an eye on that. Like, what's the updates? And then producers, we work remotely. So Media General is an umbrella company that has like 20 different stations across the East Coast. We made graphics for those stations and they all kept asking for the same graphics. Just got to change the backgrounds. That's it. Stuff like that. It's easy work, but it just happened so fast. And my hours didn't help me enjoy the job as much. My hours was from Monday to Thursday, 2 p.m. to 11 p.m., which was fine. But I go back that weekend. So Saturday morning, 3 a.m. to 12 p.m., Saturday and Sunday that morning. And I do it again. And I go back to the Monday shift. So I worked the second shift on the weekdays. And then the weekends, I worked at the graveyard shift. So my sleeping schedule, you, I see it's your eyes right down. Now. Yeah. I could not adjust my sleeping schedule for that first year or first few months. And I told my art director, I was like, yo, um, like, yo I can't do these hours anymore. I'm like, my sleeping schedule was off. Is there any way I could um, just do one shift the, my, entire, um, my entire week? Yeah. It's like, no, we're still looking for another person to fill in that weekend shift and do the, the graveyard shift throughout the week. They never found that person. They're never going to find that person. Probably not. I don't know. They never. I never saw people coming in for interviews, nothing like that. So, so they weren't even actively looking. So after, yeah. So after like my my ninth month as a full time, I was like, yeah. I went to my art director's office. I was like, first thing, first thing I asked, have y'all found somebody or interviewed somebody for the weekend spot? It's like, no, not yet. It's like, well, I. I don't, it's like, I don't know if I could do this this hours anymore because I'm losing sleep. I can't sleep. I'm only have a day and a off, day and a half off, like my break time because yeah. the, the half is me trying to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> trying to adjust. It got to the point where I started taking sleeping pills, and it got worse. I got irritable, um, started snapping and I, for no reason. Like, I can't do this no more. Like, I luckily I realized I can't. I was young, it was like 23. So I was young. <laughs> I was young and I thought I was gonna stuff it out and 
you know, just work because that's what you're told to do growing up, right? Just work and the American yes. way. Yes, yeah. yes. Luckily, I just told myself, no, I can't do this. It's not good for me. I told my boss, I'm putting my two weeks in. So I put my two weeks in. He was like, you sure? Like, yes. So my final day there is paycheck day. And he told me to come to his office to grab the paycheck. He's like, you sure you want to do this? You sure you want to leave? He was like, yeah, I'm out. Got my paycheck. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my last day there. I had no backup plan. For anybody freelancing or thinking about going to freelancing from a job, have a backup plan. Because I struggled that two years following. I was dead broke. Like, I spent money thinking I was going to be a, do YouTube stuff. I had an idea of making a kid's show for YouTube, like educational kid shows, not like anima- animating wise. It's like, man, that's too much work. I cannot do this as a one, one person production shop. So then I hit up my friends like, yo, let's start a comic book store business. That didn't work. It was, a, it was a comic book store slash 3D printing when 3D printing was due. Oh, okay. And that did not work because nobody you, knew what 3D printing was. Did anybody, did you did you actually open up the shop? Like uh, a soft opening? Because we rented out. So my friend, he has a, he had a shop in Shore Pump area. It was a phone repair shop. They had a back area, like it was empty. So you could open up shop back here, see what, how it goes. It didn't work. So we stopped that. That's what made me broke because I put all my money into getting the printer, buying the comic books from Diamond and all that stuff. Excuse me. And that Diamond, the way that Diamond works is horrible. Mm-hmm. You have to buy all the product first. I don't know if you say this. You have to buy all the product no, first. It's, it's, everybody knows that. Everybody, everybody knows how Diamond works. So like if you're a comic book head or you're a comic shop owner, yeah, everything up, for, up front. If they mess up, you get to send them back. Mm-hmm. You only send them back a, a certain amount of issues before you get a... Yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to end up with a store full of comic books that hasn't been sold. And it just keeps coming and coming because you need the new one now. Yep. It's... Is it like a, a scam? It's a Ponzi scam. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Well, DC is trying to break it, but it's with, funny. With their own distribution? Yeah. They're, they're trying to break it with their own distribu- distribution, but... um. Of all people, comic book stores are actually ref- like they're pushing back on it. Really? Yeah, because because it works. The system mm-hmm. works, and anything else is not as good as Diamond is. Who are the other distributors? Um, it's, it's a like it's like a West Coast one. Um, DC like DC is like if you live on this, you have to use this system. I forgot what it was called though, but. It hardly ever works. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're on the East Coast, you got to use this kind of system. It's like, no, Diamond is just like one one system that we can all use. And it, it yeah. from my, from people who I know that run comic book stores, they hate it. They don't want to do it. Yeah, it's it's so much, man. Because you have to order a X amount, right? Like yeah. a minimum? You have to order a minimum, I think, of 25 issues or of one thing. Right, that's right. And then you have to, to get any kind of variance, you might have to go 100. Mm-hmm. But just get like two or three variants of the good variants, at mm-hmm. least. And let's say that you sell, you just you just sell the variants. You're still sitting there with 100-something comics that... Never been sold. Never yeah. been sold. And it's just sitting there. And so, yeah, you can, you can send them back for yeah. credit. But you can only use it for that. You can't, you'll never really get your money back. Right. 
Man, it is. That's a blood sucker. Um, back to the me trying to open up a comic book store. I was going to say, I knew that the shop wasn't working. Um, it wasn't getting profit. So another plan we had was to just sell what we had online. Low price, just get rid of the stuff. And that worked for a little bit. Uh, we sold a few like variants that we had, not a lot. We had a one hardcover Zelda book that we sold for a lot. I forgot what it was. I don't know what it was. We, but we couldn't get rid of all the all the inventory. So we went to the Virginia Comic Con at the Raceway. Is that what it is? The Virginia Comic Con? Yeah, 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 yeah. At the Raceway. Richmond Comic Con. Richmond Comic Con? Yeah. Um, so we went there. Luckily, we were able to reserve a table. Our booth was not that pretty. We just wanted to sell all the inventory and bounce, to get, you know, collect the money that we could get and just mm-hmm. split it. So we ended up, we didn't sell all the books during the day, but one shop came by our table and I was like, are y'all trying to get rid of all the stuff? Like, yeah, trying to get rid of it. Like, can you give us a quote? <laughs> I was like, well, what, what do you want? What do you want to buy? Like, oh, I guess all of it. And they, I'm pretty sure they lowballed us, but we just want to get rid of it. So we did. I think we ended up leaving with 200 that day. I guess that's good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, the shop ended. The idea of the shop, the logo that I made and the stuff, I, I don't want to think about it no more at this point. Man. It was, yeah, it was bad. Um, so I started working for Toys R Us uh, for two days. Customer service. At, mind you, I have zero retail background at that point. At the age of 24. Zero retail background. And they put me in customer service. I was like, why the hell do y'all want me customer service? I had no idea what I was doing at the register. And, I, and this pregnant woman came to me asking for a refund. I was like, oh, I don't know how to do this shit. <laughs> in my head, I, I was like, I don't know how to do this. Luckily, my uh, supervisor was next to me. I was like, uh, how do you do this? And how do you do this? He was annoyed with me. Because I mean, I told him, I don't know how to use this. What do you mean? Anyway, I only lasted for two days. It was like a cult there, actually. Really? I don't know if that's all retail stores, though. Because it, one time I had to go in the morning, like six o'clock, they had this retail team meeting and doing all these like, um, we call it like a group bonding exercises and all that stuff. Like, man, I don't want to do this shit. This fucking <laughs> Toys R Us. <laughs> I, I applied to Toys R Us because I was hoping I could just stock shelves and not deal with people. Yeah. I'm not a really good people person when it comes to like retail or whatever. Um... So I just wanted to stock shelves and or build bikes or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Only lasted for two days. Uh, I never returned their calls because I didn't want them to pick it up. <laughs> wow. I, I I can I can I can um empathize with that because the same thing Express. I worked at Express yeah. for like uh, a month and a half. I just stopped showing up and they just kept calling and calling. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. doing that. Uh, was it Toys R Us? And then I worked for Gold's Gym. Uh, Libertum location. I don't know if their manager's still there, but uh, I only worked for two weeks. And I, at the time, I drove an SUV. It was a gas guzzler. Um, so my trip and back was basically just paying for gas. It wasn't at the point it got to the point where it wasn't worth it. And one day it snowed. It was like I told my manager, like, I called him, like I can't make it. I'm snowed in. I'm not really snowed in. I just didn't want to go. <laughs> So I told him like, I'm slowed in. My car can't make it. And then I just never went back to my next shift. 
Wow. Because it, it really wasn't worth it. it yeah. Because I'm paying for gas and that's it. I'm not saving money with this whatever wage it gave me. I was the cleaner there, the janitor. So I was cleaning the showers, the toilets. Y'all, y'all nasty. Everybody goes <laughs> Y'all nasty, man. And I, I clean in the morning. So it was a bunch Ooh. of, I'm not trying to be ageist here, but in the mornings, the older people go in there. And I'm like, and I go in and clean the bathroom area. I was like, how do y'all miss the toilet? Yo. Yo, just sit down if you gotta, if you can't pee and aim right, you know? And also, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm also, it's like, how do y'all, when y'all do sit down, how do you still miss? <laughs> That's what I was about to go into. Is, is that, that you can deal with is when you have to clean the other stuff. Yeah. And they miss. Like, how do you fucking miss your turds? That's, that's disgusting. <laughs> like, it's on the toilet seat. How do y'all? Uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> yes. You need help? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, cleaned that for two weeks. And I never returned his calls either. Because, again, it wasn't worth it. So I ended up, for the time being, I worked at Regency Square Mall at a phone repair shop that used to be there. Um, I did shipping. In the deal with nobody, which is good. I always package whatever parts and then send it back. That's it. I was there for about maybe two years, year and a half. That's when I um, got in contact with uh, the folks from a small local agency called Native. Um, no shout out to Native. <laughs> oh, damn. I, I could get into that. I guess dance around a little bit. But uh, I found their post on Indeed. They were looking for a graphic designer at the time. I had no design experience, but I needed like, I needed to get into my field of why I got this diploma for, you know? Um, so I just took a shot and just sent my resume, my portfolio. I think it was a, a website at the time. can't remember. Miss Squarespace or something. Um, went for the interview with Casey, one of the former partners there. And she noticed on my, she brought me in not because of my design. Like she was, she even said like, so you don't have much design experience. Why'd you apply? So like, well, I, I said, I, I'll use the same principles for my video graphic design or motion graphics into design work. Like, well, you do have a lot of video. You're strong in video. Luckily we have a client that needs a video right now. As a test run, would you be able to do this for free? At that point? Yeah, I'll do it. Just, just get my foot in the door in this town. True, you know? true. I had no leads at all at the time. I didn't know what I was doing or what I wanted to do or where I would see myself in the future at that time. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it for free. When you need me, what's this project for? Stuff like that. It was for a textile artist in town. Her name is Andrea Donnelly. She makes like scarves, like these fancy scarves and stuff. Pretty nice stuff, but it's expensive. Um, so I did a video work for her for a contest that she was uh, entering, the Martha Stewart American Made Contest. That video got her first place. And from there, Casey kept hitting me back up for more freelance work, like projects here and there. Eventually that led into like a steady freelance gig that led to a full-time job. Excuse me. And then I worked for Native for... Was it four years? No. 2015 to now. That's not four years. Yes, it was four years. Shit. Um, yeah, I worked for them as a video artist, motion graphics artist. 
And that's where I learned how to do web design and not web design, web development, front end development. Because my friend, another coworker there, Alex, shout out to him. He taught me WordPress. I did a lot of WordPress work. I had zero web design, web coding background before then. From that job, I learned everything I knew and how to make websites. Um, but 2019, was it this fall? The winter of 2019, everything imploded over there. Everybody left. And um, again, I'm no job again. But luckily, I still had that one freelance job with that obituary stuff. So that helped me over. Um, then I started applying for like other places that for web design. And I got to the point of like, man, do I really want to do web design or web development full time? Because I didn't really like it so much. I was, mm-hmm. I was just there to help with the web design stuff. And then uh, I turned down one VC offer for web development because I, I had to really sit down and think. I got the job. They gave me the offer. And I had to sit down and think like, do I really want to just look at code all day? I was like, no, nah, I don't want to look at code. <laughs> <laughs> so during that job hunt, Alex and Casey started their business, new business after they broke apart from Native, Cure. And I worked for Cure for about six months, four months, six months. There's no bad blood there. It's just that the pace was different than what I was used to and accustomed to. Um, and I did want to do something new, branch out to a different environment, right? Because I was, you know, I was, Nothing wrong with them, just seeing the same people. I, I realize now that leaving native was basically me saying, or the signs, the stars saying that, just move on to something new now. So that's when I got this new full-time job now where I'm at, doing video works, doing the same thing, but just for a different audience, which is um, students with disabilities. So I'm doing design work for all of them helping them out. It's good because it's like a self-rewarding thing knowing that I'm help, being able to help that community uh, with my with my work. So that's where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a long non-linear journey if anybody's thinking. Like, you know, the whole American dream is you go to college, get this diploma and then get a full-time job and I, I hope not work there for the rest of your life. So That's what they want you to do. Yeah. Nah. But yeah, me, I'm, I'm everywhere, man. I'm still everywhere. Like, I'm still dabbling freelance. I'm still freelancing for Cure, uh, the obituary place. <laughs> so, and I'm um, the homie, my homie, when I was at Native, that's where I met the guy that is now the project manager for the, the, the convention booths. He, yeah, that's where we met. So, he lives on the street, actually. So Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed that here in Richmond, is it's a small circle for everyone. Hell yeah. Like if you know anybody, they know someone else. It's it's, it's a giant circle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that's a long, that's a one and that, that's going that everywhere. From, that's a seven year journey. That's a long journey, man. I'm thankful though that I experienced that. Experienced all the downfalls, the lowest of the lowest. The time I was at the mall and trying to start my business, I was desperate. Like I was just trying to hang on, stay afloat. Um, and just trying to get my name, my foot in somewhere, you know? That's the hardest part. Yeah. That is the hardest part. Because I didn't know anybody. In college, they say it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. I never knew that until I got out. It's like, damn, I wasted my time in college 
just fucking around and doing nothing where I should have just networked most of the time. But that's not in everybody's wheelhouse like that. Yeah, I know. But I mean, that's how you got to... Oh, I want to say that. That's... If you want to... How should I say this? If you want to stay afloat after college and you don't want to be like a studio artist, like a museum type of type of artist, you got to network, man. You have to. Like, I respect the people that that choose to be those studio type artists and make installations and stuff. That's an avenue that I never thought of or even wanted to pursue. Because you, you apply for grants or something and, and that's how you get your yeah, money? Yeah, you got to apply for a bunch of grants or because um, you hardly ever sell any of the stuff in your installations mm-hmm. and when you do, the actual place you're selling it at takes half. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah, I know that avenue is not for me either. Um, I guess because coming from an immigrant family, that's always like trying to strive and do better than what they had, my parents had. I just needed like, you know, some sustenance and financial sustenance and all that stuff. So, And that seems to be the case because everybody, all my friends that come from like, that are first generation Americans, mm-hmm. um, they have that in like already inbred into them. Like yeah. you have to, you have to succeed. You have to do all of this or you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Me who's been here, I'm like what? Seventh, gener- sixth generation. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. It, it took me going, it took me flunking out of college. Yeah. Going into the air force, going, getting my degree then, going out doing jobs I don't want to do yeah <laughs> a lot of jobs I don't want to do and to finally figure out that no I want to want to podcast and I want to mm. I want to go into multimedia and, well right, not right. multimedia because I suck at video editing and everything <laughs> else like that but um but things like that and I, I say all this just to go actually go because you felt kind of like that same path but you're doing something that you want to do and you actually open up, but you actually start a podcast as well yourself. Yeah. That came way later. Uh, so the podcast idea was, was something in the works for a long time, not the product that you hear now. It, it was just the idea of just having a podcast was in the works for a long time. It was back from the days when I worked at the mall. It was a 2015 ish. Um, and at the time, podcast, I don't know, was it like a brand new? It was kind of, yeah, it was kind of brand new. Like podcasts only been hot for like three years now. Has it been? I feel like, like three or four. It's been longer. Um, like whenever Joe Rogan, when Joe Rogan broke it open, then everybody went to podcast. When he made a lot of money. Yeah. 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 Okay. So at the time I was listening to like a bunch of wrestling podcasts and uh, stuff from NPR, like Radio Lab and all that stuff. Even from then, I was like, oh, I'm going to start a show too. From there, yeah. So about the podcast. So initial idea was like, I want to do a wrestling show. Talk about wrestling with my friend. Thing is, I only watched w- one wrestling. That's WWE. <laughs> I didn't watch New Japan. I didn't watch Ring of Honor. I didn't watch... What's the other ones? Now? It was it was TNA back then. Impact? Yeah. 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 Now it's a- AEW, but I... I don't watch any of the other ones. I don't. I don't. I don't have time to. I just catch WWE on the weeknights because it's easier. 
convenient for me to watch. I, I wanted to do that. Like, now nah, that's not going to work because I don't watch all wrestling. Like, I got to watch all wrestling and talk about wrestling, right? So, um, that idea didn't go through. Another idea I had was a storytelling podcast. Like, get some people to just talk about whatever they want to talk about, like story-wise. And I got one story in, unreleased. As I was editing it and finishing it up, to me, I was like, man, who else can I get to tell stories? Which I'm sure could get a lot of people, but the idea of the logistics, try to plan, try to meet with people and try to schedule all that stuff, meeting new people and more people to make this show last long, the longevity of it is like, that's going to be a lot of work. And I didn't want to spend too much time on it because then I, I also had, to, you know, I worked yeah. part-time, full-time freelance too. A lot of time, you know what it is, like it's a lot of time to schedule. So that idea didn't, didn't pan out. That one story I have is still on my computer somewhere. <laughs> um, Release it. Uh, maybe. Release maybe. the Vila Cut. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the Vila Cut. <laughs> Coming out on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to be excited for it because they never do about it. <laughs> uh, so the iteration of the podcast now, the full-timers podcast, that was just something on the, the idea that I had just very quick. Like, why not just get a bunch of my, my friends that I talk to on a daily basis to just talk like how we do, just have a microphone in front of us. So I pitched the idea to my our co-hosts now. Ruin, he was down instantly. He's always down. Um, shout out to Ruin. Ricky, um, he was on the fence because he's introverted and timid about some things. Uh-huh. Shout out to Ricky. Um, but he was down eventually. And then the moment they both said they were in, I, I pressed purchase on that, <laughs> on that board. Because <laughs> I had the mics and the uh, recorder in the cart just waiting. All they needed was a yes from them too. Once I said yes, pull my phone out, press purchase. <laughs> That's a big purchase too. Yeah, it was. Uh, and from there, yeah, we are 34 episodes in, 35 next Wednesday. So you've already passed, and I already knew this, but because I listen to it regularly, but mm-hmm. um, usually people stop doing podcasts after seven episodes. Really? Yeah, that's, that's the average. And that's, it was tough to keep it ongoing. For us, I knew from like a, I guess you call it like a producer state of mind, we had to be prepared for longevity. So we made a list of topics before we even started recording. We made a list of topics. We all agreed to whatever list. And every week we come together, we'd be like, or early on in the week, like which topic we want to talk about. Pick one topic, think about it throughout the week, come in with notes, like, like cliff notes of what we want to talk about. And we just record. That's been hard now because of COVID and we did do stuff through Zoom. And it's hard to gauge people's feelings not being in person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why I was like, can we just record in person? Because I can't really gauge (laughs) through Zoom, you know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, now we're back together, but we change the format a little bit. Now we're trying to field questions from listeners, Q&A style, advice, advice style. Um... So we're test running that for two episodes so far. It's pretty good. It is. Thank you. I actually like it. I actually do like it. I'm going to ask a question one of these days. Yeah, yeah. Or um, it was for the, I was trying to get some of my friends, like uh, Matt Shutterpolch, you guys. 
he's a big horror fan. Mm-hmm. And when you had the horror, like, you know, what's your best horror story, your best ghost story? I'm like, oh, he would know that because I don't, like, I don't believe in ghosts, so I don't know. Um, yeah. And he was like, nah, man, I try to stay away from that shit. I just love horror movies. I'm like, okay. You could have made, you could have made something up. That's respectful. But, I mean, you could have, he could have made something up at, at yeah. the very least. Yeah. Um, When's this episode coming out? I have no idea. Okay. Because I was about to say, if it, if it comes out before Halloween or that the 22nd, I think, um, I'm looking for ghost stories. If you have a ghost story that you experienced or anything paranormal, record it on your voice memo app and just email it to fulltimerspodcast at gmail.com. Here it is. <laughs> Plugs. Shameless plug. Nah. It's not shameless because I, I, mm. I was about to ask you to do the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your stuff. Um, so, okay. So we're going to start wrapping up. Um, and thank you so much, Vila, for yeah, man. You're even coming by. It's about time we had this kind of crossover thing happen. Yeah, I know. It's been so. I, I wanted when Comic Books and Bruce was going on. I wanted you on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, how can I get Vila? Like, how can I get this man like involved <laughs> in something? It's like, uh, I got nothing. Yeah. And then I started this. So I was like, yep, make it work. Yeah. Some of my first guests, like, I had a. I, I'll show it to you later. I have like a wish list mm-hmm. on there, <laughs> and it was you. Jess, of course. Um, my boy Reef. Hip Hop Henry was the first one, right? Yep, Hip Hop Henry okay. was the first one. Uh, Chris. Uh, I don't know if you know this dude, Jason. Jason Keith. I heard I heard him on the Comic Books and Brews one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, yeah, let me get my Marvel friends. You know, yeah. <laughs> everybody who's worked in comic books, let me get them too. Right, <laughs> um, and Did you get Shannon on? I have not. I haven't even reached out to Shannon yet. Shannon Wright, her book's coming out. I know, I know. I I, I gotta and shout out to her with her um with designing the for the folk yeah folk fest yeah folk the, fest. the virtual folk fest yes just had a and when we leave I give you a, I'll also give you a little something I got some free beers of from um Airworks where's that at um Leafs in Airworks has one in Richmond and not in Richmond but in Virginia mm-hmm. um they help out with the folk fest. By supplying alcohol and stuff like that, they have a a, a folk beer, like a hazy folk mm-hmm. beer. Uh, I got it for free from Common House. Shout out to Common House. I still haven't been there yet. Uh, they open up next week, two weeks. Okay, two weeks. Uh, I'm trying to get in that free brand. Hey, Liza, Common House, <laughs> yeah. y'all listening? Get get let's get that uh, sponsored membership inside there. You know, I'll bring in <laughs> I'll bring in people. I swear I will. <laughs> If you give them like a little small room just to record a podcast, that's more people, new people coming in. Exactly. Just experience the venue. Exactly. So. <laughs> um, but I know how to market, man. <laughs> see, this is why we brought you on. <laughs> uh, but before we go, um, what is some advice that you would give to anyone that's trying to break into the fields? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, um, network. Social media now, there's always those little communities like on Facebook, there's a motion graphics community page. Go into that. Basically just to be familiar with the trends now of the fields like motion graphics. There's always new tools coming out. um, Yeah, network, man. You got to know people, really. Especially in whatever town you're in, whatever city you're planning on going to, meet people there. 
it always could lead to gigs. Um, because if I haven't met Casey or the people there at the time, I probably wouldn't be as successful that I am now. And I would say this, I've from 2015 where I was at my lowest lowest to now, I've been leveling up ever since. Like right now I say I am the best version of me personally and creatively. You gotta keep meeting people, man. Um, rest in peace to Brandon. I met Brandon through Native. That's where I met Visions through Brandon. Met Shannon through Brandon. Knowing his circle, you know, with a lot of beautiful minds, creative minds. Knowing them makes you better creatively too. So just stay within the creative circles, because it's always you're always evolving each other. And I think that's what I miss from art school is like being around other creative minds. Because once you go into work life, you're not having that community of people giving critiques. It's just you making it. And if the person higher up, your manager, who doesn't have a creative mind, if they like it, there's no creative growth from there. It just works for the client and that's it. You know what I mean? So just be, yeah, stay around creatives, man. Um, Freelancing. I'll say, yeah, network. Time management is also a plus. Ooh, that's the hard one. <laughs> um, balance your life out. That's also like really important for your for for yourself and for the work. Because if you don't have time for yourself just to decompress and unwind, and all you do is work, 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 you're gonna burn out quick and you're gonna hate it. Um yeah. I think that's all the tips I got, unless I missed something. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, and if it's if so, let's edit it in. Yeah. Later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him. Yo, can you put this in? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> put this in. Put. Make sure you get enough sleep. That's a, that's a good one too. Get enough sleep. Get enough sleep. Yes. yes. I got the new Apple Watch keeping track of my sleep now. Yeah, how was that? How was the new Apple Watch? So I went from the five to the six. So I traded in my five for this one. But uh, the sleep tracking, it just tells you how long you've been sleeping. I don't know how it does it. Like, it's just, it tells you when you went to bed. I guess it reads your heart heart patterns. So I, I'm averaging seven hours. So it's better than, it's better than when I used to. Man, I, I still have the three. Really? Yeah, I'm, I was like, yeah. It'd be a big jump. I'll tell you that. Big jump. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I still, I had, like, I go through my Apple products. I like to cycle them every like six, seven years. Yeah. Before my, my iPhone 11, I had the six plus. Oh, so yeah. I jump big time. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm not the one that gets every year, every iPhone every year. How, I don't know how people do that. I don't know. I mean, they have money. Why not? So whatever. The battery life on the new one's nice. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting to that point though. So I'm happy. <laughs> Talking about buying houses earlier before we started. Oh yeah. That's, I, that's, that's the big, that's the big. That's my next move, y'all. But if y'all have realtor friends that could uh, talk the person down in the price. Uh, it hit us up. Yes, hit us <laughs> up. <laughs> I just want to. I just want a nice kitchen, um, and I want a space where I could turn into an office studio. That's it. That's all I want. I can sleep in the living room if I had to. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bill. So um, drop every drop everywhere they can oh, find man. you at. Um, any kind of shows you want to drop out, and any right. person you want to shout out. All right, all right. I see. So personal social media plug is um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram 
at Vilacron, V-I-L-A-C-R-O-N. It's a play on Unicron, if you haven't noticed. Um, don't find me on Facebook. Please don't. <laughs> if I don't know you, don't add me. Um, it's not that I don't want to add you. It's just that I just don't want to deal with Facebook as much anymore. So I don't want new friends to keep up with. But yeah, um, that's my personal plug. Uh, listen to my podcast. It drops every other two weeks, every two weeks on Wednesdays, mostly at full timer. Uh, let me do that again. Ruana. <laughs> 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 All right. Get listen to my podcast, the Full Timers podcast, on all streaming platforms, mostly Apple Music or Spotify. Um, you could find us on the, all the social medias at Full Timers Pod. If you have scary stories, like I said earlier, email it at fulltimerspodcast at gmail.com. Um, what else was there? Uh, shout out to the Full Timers crew, Ricky and Rune. We're going to record again soon. Uh, shout out to Ty for having me on finally. I always shout out Ty at the end of the show. We finally got him, or we're finally doing a crossover. So. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we got to get you on our show and we got to be on your show next. <laughs> yes. Or it could be just a two for one. I don't know. <laughs> Mega crossover. I know, right? <laughs> uh, shout out to Chris Visions. He did two, two murals this summer. Um, Shannon Wright, her book's coming out on the 6th of October called Twins with author Varian Johnson. Is that right? Sorry if I got that wrong. Shout out to Casey and Alex and Allison over at Cure. Those are my peoples. Uh, shout out to Ian down the street. That's my project manager that helps me getting all these nice gigs with good brands. Um, shout out to my boy Varak. I always shout him out at the end of my show. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of shout outs. Sorry. I got, I got <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Oh, um, you're into shoes, sneakers, right? You're a sneakerhead? Oh, yeah. My boy Alex kicks booming. He's opening a store soon. He got the keys to his store. Wait, 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 wait. Alice has opened up a store? Yes. Should I have said that? I don't know. He got the keys to the space to open up a store soon. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to say when because I don't know when. Um, but it's going to be next to or across the street from Velocity Comics. Next to Bodillas. Okay. Bodillas. Yeah, that's coming out soon. Um, Kicks Boomin. Find him. It's a K-I-C-K-Z. Boomin, B-O-O-M-I-N. Oh, gosh, what else? Got a funny story after we get off this, with, with that, too. With Kicks Boomin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, shout out to these two dogs chilling, sleeping. <laughs> you heard them snoring. That wasn't me. So, <laughs> that's it. That's all I got, man. <laughs> Thanks, Ty. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> that was a fun